it's Sarah here and welcome to Served With Love, a podcast with a mission to elevate and celebrate depth through conversations, theme chats, Q&As and more. I'm keen to give your depth and my depth a powerful platform to jam all in the service of love. Thank you for being here today and thank you for being served with love. Hi everyone, so good to have you here again. Today's chat is a little different. Normally we unpack a key theme with our guest, but this time my guest and I are going to discuss the journey of kinesiology, her journey as a client. Pauline's been a client of mine for a few years and our chat today was prompted, of course, by some synchronistic events. So it was our last session together, Pauline and I, that I mentioned how good it would be to talk about uh, Pauline's theme when she felt ready and she was super keen. And then I sort of held that in my field and it was probably a week later that another gorgeous uh, client who is so supportive of me in this podcast and she knows who she is, she um, suggested that we should discuss a client's journey on the podcast as she was reflecting on her own um, process with sessions uh, and the various kind of regression periods and growth phases and how it's just this um, linear but non-linear process. So I put two and two together with that inspiration and realised that Pauline and that concept of discussing um, a client's journey would be the perfect match. So here we are talking about Pauline's process. So let me introduce our gorgeous guest. Pauline Walker lives in London, having been born in Canada and grown up in Australia. Pauline now calls two places home, lucky her, Brisbane and London. And she's resided in London for the past 17 years. So you'll notice a little accent. She's even got her own, she owns her own home there, which I always think is such an amazing feat. Um, So unlike most of our guests so far, Pauline doesn't work in the field of healing or personal development. She's an accountant by trade. She works as a financial controller uh, and therefore like exists mostly in that predominant, what I call a muggle world. Uh, So this means that many of her contacts that she moves around in aren't even au fait with kinesiology or any holistic kind of health uh, processes. So she's definitely an early adopter and a way shower and a maverick within her circle. Pauline enjoys finding contentment in presence and being at ease in her life these days. She no longer feels the need to prove herself. She also lifts heavy stuff working out in a CrossFit box and jokingly is known there as the the one that hasn't yet joined the cult, also known as CrossFit. And for those of you who know Pauline will understand that's totally her. So welcome, Pauline. It's so good to have you here. How are you going? Morning, Sarah. I'm great, actually. This is this is really exciting. This is yeah, this is something I'm ready to talk about. So yeah. It is it is super exciting. And you know, it's funny because it's the same time of day that we would normally have our sessions, which is my evening and your morning. And we normally always start our chat with how's the weather? <laughs> so here, how is the weather over in the UK? The weather over here has been glorious. It's been, you know, 25, 26 degrees for the past three, four weeks. So it's been really great. The biggest problem is that we're not set up for it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I want air-conditioned bedrooms, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I'm so glad there's good weather. I can hear a few of you in the audience chuckling when I ask Pauline about the weather because those of you who have Zoom sessions with me that don't live in um, Brisbane, like Pauline, uh, it's often my, my first thing I, I, I ask, how's the weather? And um, one, because I get to boast about Brisbane and its gorgeous weather, but two, yeah. um, I love to really connect with what's happening in, in people's worlds. This is so exciting. Uh, it is different because we're going to talk about your journey and I think a lot of people will, one, be able to relate to the healing process, whether it's through kinesiology with me or through another modality or, or therapist or practitioner, um and yeah I'm, I'm excited to see where we go when we were preparing our chat you mentioned something to me Pauline that you felt really and you kind of mentioned it earlier just then as well that you're really excited to share this kind of process is it feel you said it feels important for you to share tell me more about why this feels important for you to share your process it's been something that I've not talked about for almost the entire time we've been doing kinesiology because everyone kind of rolls their eyes at this 
what the hell are you into again, Pauline, kind of thing. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've kind of gone off the beaten pack um, previously yeah. where I started seeing a homeopath probably 14 years ago when I just was never feeling great, was never feeling quite well. And she she did an amazing job getting me to a point where, you know, I was listening to my body better and, you know, probably feeding myself better and, and all those sorts of like health things. And it got to the point where I was no longer having antibiotics regularly at the doctors or anything like that. So, and then I was really, really, um, it really made a difference. And it wasn't like I'd shun Western medicine or anything like that. It was just, there had to be a different way to make me feel better. Um, so, you know, I've been doing that for so long that none of my friends or very few of my friends acknowledge that part of me and I've kind of kept it quiet. And the kinesiology was kind of the same thing. It's like, because, you know, it's not counseling, it's not talk therapy. It's, it's, it's something deeper. It's something different. And I, I remember clearly where I was when I found out about you. I was in Cheddar in Somerset doing a weekend by myself because a friend couldn't come with me. And I was talking to a, one of my best friends in Brisbane and she's like, oh my God, I just had like, I don't know if she had this first or second session with you. When you come home to Brisbane in November, you need to go see Sarah. And I'm like, well, why? What is it? And we had this talk and I clearly, clearly remember where it was. So I went onto your website and I ummed and ahed for a little while about booking and I finally booked and I, cause I only had a couple of days in Brisbane for that trip before I was going down to the peninsula for weddings and travel and, and all that kind of stuff. And it was brilliant. It was the November, it was November 19. And I remember walking out of your room going, Oh my God, that was just amazing. And we barely, you know, in hindsight, we've barely scratched the surface, but just that one, one session was enough for me to go. Oh, wow. And I, it's, it's all vague now. It's all fuzzy. Can't really recall a lot about it now. But I went and had dinner with a girlfriend and she she's like, oh, so what have you been doing? And I was babbling about this session. And she's just like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. And I've still been babbling to her about kinesiology ever since. But it's interesting how she's got no desire to, to do it either. So it's that's interesting, even though she can see she's seen like what I've experienced. So. So, yeah, it's just something I've not, not been free to talk about, haven't wanted to talk about. Do you think part of that is that it's hard to describe? Do you think that's part of the, I don't know if it's reluctance or, you know, just resistance? No. What do you think that, or is it just that you feel it's not going to land with people or, or have you wanted to kept it, kept, kept it, keep it somewhat private? I think it's probably a combination of the, I feel it's a combination of the, wanting to keep it private because it was very much for me. I was doing it for me. I wasn't mm. doing it for anyone else. Unlike a lot of things I've done in my life where I've done things for someone else. Mm. Um, even though it was supposed to be for my benefit, it was, I did it because I've been told to do it. Um, secondly, to the judgment, I didn't want the judgment. Right. I didn't, I didn't want the external judgment from anyone else of, well, you know, that, that can't possibly work and that's a bit woo-woo and, you know, how, 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 how does that work? <laughs> Like I've not wanted to deal with any of those kind of real negative feedbacks, which in the early days probably would have put me off because I would have tried to please everyone else. So the fact that it has been something you haven't had the chance to talk about isn't a bad thing because it's allowed you to remain away from any noise for you to really just initially go on and and do the magic, Mm, which is... Which is kind of cool. Yeah. What and, was... and... No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and I was just going to say, and it's, it's now like, I guess I now kind of feel like I own it now. I own what I'm doing. It's if you don't like it, you don't understand it. I'm not, it's not going to change my opinion anymore. So if someone asked about your, your story, your process, what's helping you and that you'd happily talk about it. Yeah. Going yeah, back that... to that point you said about your friend not you know there was no interest to kind of move forward with it whereas Mm. when you know your friend in Brisbane described it to you you sat with it what was it just was it just a knowing because many many clients describe it as it you know they they looked at the website or someone spoke about it and they just felt right do you remember like was it just a feeling that you just knew that this was something that was going to support you or you just go oh, I'll give it a go what was there kind of a process do you remember 
about the jumping in? You were ready? I, I was ready to make a change. I knew I needed to do something. And I've tried, I tried talk therapy many a time and, you know, it, it goes so far and, and it was, it was that instant little like sacral gut. Yes. Mm-hmm. For me, which I just didn't know what it was at the time either. <laughs> but thanks to Rachel <laughs> Stella, you know, you know, you know exactly what that is now. We're referring to human design there. Yeah. Let's look at your process um and we we were joking in our last session that you've had a relatively linear progression in your kinesiology (laughs) journey like some people their progression is like just a ball of wool and it's just in and out and up and down and everyone meets this healing journey differently so there's no right or wrong but and, and again I think it comes down to your human design and 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 your personality that there's it's yes there's been backward steps but you've really committed it to like a marathon training that you've really done this stepwise process. And it's something that I really honor in you um, and have seen that there's elements of your personality and design that really suit uh, this, this regular support through this work of kinesiology. I see it as a linear progression. What's it felt like for you to be in that? <laughs> Cause that's my, my perspective is outside. What's your inner perspective? So when you, you mentioned that linear process to me probably about a year, 18 months ago, and I was just like, really? <laughs> and it wasn't until, um, as you know, like as starting kinesiology, I also started journaling and doing the daily pages. And, you know, in the beginning I was, you know, religious on doing it every single day. And I never used to like to write. I never wanted to talk about stuff. And I've come to realise the writing along with the kinesiology, along with the one or two trusted people that I go to talk to when I need to sort of sort something out in my brain that I can't work out until I've spoken about. It's the past reflection that makes me now see the linear process that we've gone down. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, we, we started with um, what were the traumas or the unmet needs or, you know, all the sort of outside bits and pieces that influences that influenced my, you know, my growth, my growing up, my all those sorts of things. And it got to the point where that stopped. And then we started digging out everything that was stored and the stories and the conditioning and the beliefs and, you know, learning to actually really, really honor me and not keeping her in the basement anymore, letting her <laughs> come up to drive, as you said. And that, that, just that, and then yeah, that's the reflection where I can see the the linearness of it. There has been this step by step by step, and you know, I let go of control where it came to my friendships, where I kept trying to control the outcome to every single thing, and you know, I stopped trying so hard. So I'd put myself out there, like I said, "All right, who's around this Saturday? I want to do X, Y, Z," and I'd let it land, mm. and I would leave it, rather than in the past I would have chased and badgered and all of that you know and then if someone comes back yes but I need to do this and like you just I'm I'm working on uh, that that for me was a massive shift in, in my friendships and in how I viewed myself and how I was honoring myself and then so that was kind of like my personal life kind of went to that phase and then I kind of you know kind of plateaued a little bit and then it was like something happened at work and then I went with help of talking to a friend I'm like oh I'm still trying to control everything at work as well oh okay mm. And then letting that go. So there is, I can see the linear process, but in hindsight, during the time, I think it just feels like a big hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> when you were in the trenches, it felt messy and overwhelming yeah. and like yeah. it was never going to be soothed and released. And, you know, if we were to have a chat with you on a theme, it probably would have been around that con- adaptive control mechanism uh, mm. of controlling, you know, social things, controlling work, controlling routines, you know, and we see that as the metal element in Chinese medicine, again, that that really structure that creates that firm footing. Um, and that yeah. that's so appropriate when we don't know ourselves or don't trust ourselves or don't have that, um, you know, the, the evidence to support our, ourselves moving forward without that. Um, mm. but there's definitely been a trajectory in your progression of letting that go. And you also have let go of that, you know, which is so important for people that you're not broken and you don't need fixing. Oh, my gosh, yes. Like, do you remember in the beginning where I used to always go at the end of the session after we'd left, I'd be like, oh, Sarah, so, so what did we discuss today? And I was like, 
so trying to capture and make sure I didn't miss anything and that I had everything written down and I could go work on it. And it was just mm. like, again, I was trying to control the kinesiology and slowly that became less and less and less. And now it's like something will pop up in my brain a couple of days later. I'm like, oh yeah. Or I might talk to like my best friend in Brizzy and I go, oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah, but we did this in this session. Mm-hmm. But it's more of a natural kind of conversation around whatever it is. And she might go, oh yeah, we've done that process with Sarah before or, or um or or whatever it might be um and i've learned to like i can still control my life by making like you know i need structure i need to have routines that serve me that support me i need scaffolding and foundation around me i don't work well with no structure but i've learned to flow with that structure a lot more which would offer safety wouldn't it so that you can move through different aspects of your life and, and realisations and growth uh, from that place of, of safety versus control. That's a completely different shift to come from like I need to control the process of my healing to actually I understand that it's way beyond me but my responsibility and my agency is to find that sense of safety and that's how I'm going to move through this in the, the best possible way. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Now, you had this, um, you know, we started working together in November 2019. Then welcome the global pandemic. And you actually see the pandemic as being something really beneficial in your healing journey. Tell me about why that was positive for you. That, oh, I remember you offering, because um, like we had one session, I went back to London and it was like, oh, well, that was cool. And I might go do another session when I'm home again. And Never that's right because really of- our first session was in person with each other and then you were heading that yeah of course that's important to know yeah, yeah so and then I don't know when it was I think it was might have been April that you were like right we can do I can do online because I followed you on Instagram and you're like we can do online sessions for clients who are willing to do online sessions and I was just like oh hell yeah um <laughs> that's an option <laughs> Yeah, and that was and for me you know the first couple of like well how's this going to work like mm. it, that to me there was a real logical scepticism there for a long time, probably actually, but I took the faith that it was going to work. And, you know, we did, we did having the pandemic meant, you know, I wasn't commuting to London five days a week. I was at home. I had space. I had, couldn't do anything, couldn't go anywhere. And um, we had, I think we had fortnightly sessions for months because I had the space and the time and the energy. But you committed. And- you com- You said, I'm going to do this. Like that was something that was really um, oh, courageous. It was like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to use my time. And you showed so much commitment to going, we're going to do fortnightly. That wasn't anything from me. That was you going, this uh, is what I want to do. You really <laughs> showed up for yourself. Yeah. Well, also too, I said to you, is that okay? And you're like, well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yes because normally I wouldn't recommend that so we needed to see if that was something that because sometimes too much you know navel gazing can um, (laughs) doesn't give us that space to integrate between sessions that's why it's more you know a three or four week process but we you know we we looked at it and actually you thrived on it yeah and also I had no other way to like there wasn't there wasn't any noise in my life you know Mm -hmm. there was there was nothing but to try and integrate what we were doing um I was cycling each morning with a really good friend here in London. Um, So that was just that repetitiveness. And, you know, her and I ended up having the same conversation most days because we had nothing to talk about. So it was just, it was that time to really come home to myself in a way and learn to be by myself and learn not to have every single moment of my day filled with stuff. And, Mm. you know, there was definitely some messy, messy, messy times there for me and, you know, probably even a year later, I remember we unpacked something and I remember the anger I felt for days afterwards. And I was just like, where's all this anger coming from? Like I was volatile. And, but you also had the space not being at work and not being like, not being physically with people at work that you could be slightly angry and grouchy and really, really horrible because you had no one around you. You know, mm-hmm. you had that choice. So, yeah. Tell me about that before we kind of move into then that providing an opportunity for you to reassess your work situation. Before we go there, 
is that common for you to have those different emotional processes? Like you mentioned that, that one session where you were so angry for days, like there's no, there's no um, reliable, each session offers you a different post-session experience. Would that be true to say? Can you talk about what you felt with that? There's, there's some there's some sessions where you walk away going oh I just feel like I'm wrapped up in a warm little cozy blanket, um, <laughs> and you feel just so nurtured and so fuzzy, and there's other sessions that you walk away going oh I've been hit by a train, you know we we, we unpacked something or something came about or you know there's there's been a few where it's like the realization that I've been doing things to myself like either the narrative in my head or how I've allowed um, situations to unfurl. And I was just like, oh. and then, then there's that, you want to beat yourself up. So there's usually like a little bit of self beating up in the process. And then you're like, no, 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 self-compassion. Did work it at the time? Did work it at the time? And mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, it's literally like trying to just, you, you fortify yourself for a little bit afterwards sometimes. And other days it's just, oh yeah, that's it, done. Mm, What's next on my different. day kind of thing. It's diff- really it's so different. varied. Mm. And, and you're never to know, are you? It's never something that you could predict of how that's going to oh, no, land I've, or what's going to show. I've gone into sessions thinking, well, we'll deal with X, <laughs> Y, and Z, and you've gone, no, we're doing this today. <laughs> no, you've, your body said that, not me. But how perfect is that for someone who has that adaptive theme of control to be able yeah. to go, well, you know, there is no part of my mind that's going to be able to drive this. So that's where it's really suited you, this kind of process. Mm-hmm. So you showed up during the pandemic with this time and space to really reflect inwards, to, to, to commit to you, to start relying on you to move through this stuff there wasn't anyone else that could have rescued you supported you stepped in you know it was really this this divine intervention of timing for you and then you started mm. recognizing that your workplace wasn't 100 percent aligned mm. what what do you want to talk just a little bit that about that yeah about so december 20 we were told that the finance department was moving offshore and that we were all at risk of redundancy and my boss reassured me the entire time that no no you've got a job you've got a job it's all fine I'm like yeah and this was where this is for me was the really interesting part was I had no fear mm-hmm. like if I was kept or if I was made redundant I was just a bit like okay we'll see what happens we'll, we'll just and it took them six months to tell us what was happening and I had the offer of two jobs and neither job floated my boat but <laughs> There was one. There was one job, and I said, "Well, I'll take it if I can do a three-month secondment." I want. I wanted to go home. I needed to go home. I needed to come back to Brisbane. There was a massive pull, mm-hmm. and they were like, "And I wanted to do Christmas twenty-one." And they're like, "No, we can't do Christmas, but we could do Q one twenty-two." I'm like, "Actually, yep, that's good enough. I'll take it." Um, and you know, not really knowing how the world was going to come out of this, you know, mm. pandemic. I mean, what was going to happen? It was like a, a job was better than no job. And so I took the job, kind of started, had a lot of like gut, what the hell are you doing kind of moments. And then a couple of weeks in, they turned around and went, oh, no, you're not having us a comment. It doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what? You promised that. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, but the person that discussed it with you is going to be leaving the business and blah, blah, blah. And I was annoyed. I was pissed off it was frustrating and I just went actually I just want to be made redundant so I got my redundancy and I finished up in October and two weeks later I flew home to Brisbane um did it, did yeah. it surprise you that you didn't have any fear like that it would it, like because I remember that time and you were moving through these massive decisions that one for a control person but two for anyone with all of this uncertainty would would feel quite fearful of but you had a very calm approach to it would that would did that feel weird to you was that new that was very new it was very very alien very very weird um and this was before I knew about the human design and mm. actually I see all of it was a a gut a gut knowing and a gut response to to the situation that you know I wasn't going to be happy doing the work that was set out for me like I was supposed to be doing New York and LA from London could you imagine the nights I would have pulled like yeah it just the whole situation just felt ick and 
you know, there was a chance for me to go home, stay with mum and her, her partner, to be in a in a situation that gave me a bit of space to unwind and unpack. I had a little bit of money from the redundancy, enough to survive for those couple of months. And then things just started clicking into place. Like uh, someone came in and rented my house for the time I was away and it was, you know, not a lot of money, but it was enough to cover, you know, two-thirds of my mortgage, so that helped. I had, um, you know, had the chance to live with mum and her partner and I had the chance to know that I had the space to be doing that. They had a spare car. Like, it all just kind of... It all clicked. It was it was fascinating it, to watch because... And then there was the issues of you, you getting a, um, a ticket with, with some different uh, requirements and you managed to do that okay and then you had to come in and isolate. I can't even remember what we called it when you stay in a hotel quarantine. And quarantine, you, two quarantine. And you and actually... Yes, because you, cause that could have been a nightmare for you. Yeah. But you flew through it. And so yeah. things were really aligning. Yeah, you, you take yeah. over now. <laughs> Tell the story. I said, the only, the only shitty day in that quarantine was the last day. And it was only because I knew I was so close to being out. And it was, you know, mm-hmm. I remember you did a, you were doing your second mem group. Yes, and you joined in. You guys, I joined in with like one of your practical sessions online while you were in the studio I remember just taking the time to to be and do puzzles. I also, I, yeah, I had some amazing friends. Like someone dropped me off a puzzle. Someone sent me, um, dropped me in books. Someone dropped me, well, actually sent me a color by numbers um, picture that I still need to finish. Um, so yeah, it was it was just it was time to really relax. And what was really nice is when I was picked up by the the folks. I was ready to be with people again. Like it yeah. was, it was just the perfect reset for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, all of it, like, you know, me making my choice of not being vaccinated because of my previous health conditions and my doctor going, yeah, that's really not a good idea. And my homeopath going, do not think about that at all. Um, and dealing with that noise and those judgments, and going, no, I know this is the right decision for me. Like everyone else can make their own decision. I've got no opinion on what anyone else did, but I knew again, another gut response. I knew it was the right thing for me. And when I got COVID before I was even eligible to be vaccinated, I was sick, but it never went past my neck. Mm-hmm. The joint pain I had was immense, but mm. at no point did I, was I, I had no fear in the process. And that for me was also another one of those big seismic shifts because I've always had this massive amount of fear around being sick mm. um, through numerous reasons yeah. that we've unpacked and put <laughs> yeah. to bed. And that was for me also another like really reaffirming, no, I made the right decision here. Like, yeah. This time period you were like put into a massive schoolyard to really uh, see this growth play out, you know, all of these things put in front of you that you've just discussed and you had this opportunity to witness how the growth and how your work was now supporting you. You were collecting so much evidence. I mean, it wasn't easy, but you were getting evidence (laughs) of things flowing and things working out and it's just amazing that you were gifted the, the playground for that to take place. And, you know, it really changed your relationship with your mum having that time because of your growth. You didn't go into old patterns. Um, and there's so much that in hindsight and reflection upon that time offered you uh, and, oh. and a way to really integrate the work that we'd done leading up to that. Yeah. And, and you know, and the one or two times that mum and I did fall back into old habits, we had one or two of our normal rip-roaring fights that we used to have regularly. Later on when I went back to reflect, it was just like, oh, I was trying to control her again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just yourself. <laughs> so then I could then I could like, you know, go back to mum and go, Oh, I'm I'm really sorry about that. That was really inappropriate. And you had and language. Mm-hmm. And and be able to own it, be able to go That was me. Also, it was me and also understand why I do it as well. Like I'm not doing it to be malicious. I'm doing it because I want her to be the best version of what she no. could be. And, mm. it, and you can't do that for someone else, I realise now, in any sense um, whatsoever. 
and you know I've I felt so much protection towards her so yeah it's all love but it's just the wrong type all of that took place we saw it as an uh, opportunity to gain evidence but yeah. there was still challenge there's still challenges for showing up for it to showing up every day awake and aware like you can't unsee you can't unknow you're more aware of different dynamics playing out and I love what you kind of spoke to me about in preparation for this. You're like, I've been through that. Am I done yet? Phase. I've been through that self hate <laughs> phase, um, and not and then having no compassion. I've been through the triggered phase. So, you, you, what have been the challenges? And not challenges like the challenges around showing up for this growth. Because again, I spoke about your commitment. Like you haven't wavered. Um, mm. You know, I'm sure you're like that with different. Like you've got that work ethic. And yeah. so what's been the challenge in having that work ethic and, and showing up to this growth, whether you like it or not? The, 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 the perfectionism is probably still the biggest challenge. Like, you know, when I am triggered about something or a situation, it's like, and then it's like, oh, actually that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm mad at myself for not having boundaries and not always getting it right like still wanting yeah. to times to always get it right and sometimes saying yes before actually I'm ready to say yes to something um yeah having I still find difficult conversations really 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 confronting and, and hard to do like there's probably a couple of difficult conversations I'm owed in my life at the moment and mm-hmm. I just want to bury my head in the sand rather than do do some of that. And, you know, sometimes it's also trying to work out, is the conversation actually necessary or do I actually just need to change how I am mm. around that? Not, not, not change as in change myself, but change past behaviours. Like it's very easy to sometimes slip back into a, a flow of a past relationship because that's how it's always been. Um, and the people please are still tries and comes out of her box every so often and every time I do that it just it it doesn't work for me long term anymore so what helps you in those moments when you recognize that um there's triggers there because that's I mean there's there's a human appropriateness to us always going to be brushed up against frictionless events but you know uh, is are you more aware in the the moment to slow down or to you know what what's better or is it in hindsight that you can be a little bit nicer to yourself in the reflection what's helping probably probably hindsight it's probably my morning pages like yeah there I've gone through a period probably over the last six months um and I, I guess talking about like actually my my new job has been you know more challenges than I could shake a stick at and there's mornings where I wake up and I feel nauseous I want to throw up I I have this massive ball of anxiety and I've learned and that's that's an old old habit from you know when I used to stress out about exams and and things like that but I've learned actually writing for me and writing all that anxiety out in the paper is like I'll walk away after I finish writing and I'll be like Oh, okay. I feel better now. So for me, mm. it's still hindsight. I still don't necessarily catch myself in the moment, but I can see mm. faster in hindsight now and have a bit more compassion or realize. And like sometimes, even it's as simple as I'm tired that like the yes. day before, and going, oh, I didn't even have the capacity to do that any better. Yeah. And wow. Like, oh, okay. Fine. Yeah, self-forgiving. Yeah. And and the journaling allows you to to um, not then suppress, not then hold mm-hmm. on to, which we know is so dangerous when those emotions get hidden away and stored because yeah. then they'll come back and bite us on the bum. Yeah, big time. Um, yeah, and also I think, you know, I guess more compassion for everyone else. I used to, used to hold mm-hmm. everyone to my standards. And my standards are impossible for myself, let alone anyone else. So... Oh. <laughs> wow! No, look, I, can we just put a quick pause there? That's massive, yeah. and and like people listening. I mean that, but just what you said there in that recognition. Um, mm. I wish I could rewind and hear it again. It was like I was like, it like hold people, hold yeah, people hold people to my standards. Like like the fact that you can say that and articulate and know that. I mean, it's so 
it's so a masterful thing to recognize. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna stuff up and do that, <laughs> like in action. Yeah. But just you saying that, and it just came out of your tongue, and without any, you just said it. So, and it's true, we do that. But for you to have acknowledgement of that is so powerful. Thank you. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, that's that's the biggest thing I've realized. Like, no one can live to my standards because I can't even live to my standards. <laughs> uh, like my old standards, the standards I thought I should have. Right. You know. Like, like all those things that I've I've learned to let go of, you know. I I'm no I used to be like, you know, I used to have to send birthday cards and I used to have to be, you know, remember everything and everyone and I don't anymore. I don't I don't have the space, the headspace, the 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 time, the the need to prove I could do it. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah, the agenda yeah. behind it. Because there's usually something <laughs> for ourselves in it when we're yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we that, need that to look agenda. like the good person or, yeah. Yeah, or the perfect friend or, you mm. know, I was, I was talking to a friend in um, France last night and she's like, the number of times I think about you and I don't call, I'm like, don't worry. I said, you know, we pick up where we left off, mm. where we leave all the time. It's it's fine. It's it's life. We're, we're mm. both busy and I'm learning to allow those things more and more and just have grace Mm. yeah beautiful before we go on to tips for other fellow journeyers Mm -hmm. is there anything other is there anything else in your journey that you want to point to or share um that's been interesting or memorable or you know I know that when we recognized you as an amazing questioner (laughs) when (laughs) Um, that was a big moment for you because you hadn't recognized that about yourself Um, just to give some background before you chat more to that Pauline if you want to Pauline was part of the first ever um, mastering energy medicine mentorship or we can call that men that I run with people Um, and she just Pauline you just asked the best questions she would happily just and everyone else was thinking about it but Pauline just had no issue asking all the really cool questions and um and we really we celebrated that aspect of her and I think it was something that hadn't probably been celebrated or appreciated before but you are so curious and inquisitive and it's so brilliant uh, and we really appreciated that so I know that was big for you to have that acknowledged as well I, I did that recently I did a um, Olympic lifting course with a Ukrainian uh, Olympian and I'm like I've got a question here. And I'm just like, I just just had this little chuckle to myself. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's you. It's you. Any any other points? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say some of the the biggest things would be for me, like, the journaling as a, as a side as a side to the kinesiology like you know actually journey journaling and and living and the the thing that you said to me once I remember is um well actually it's what you said in your recent podcast with your 10 tips is like there's no single right way for anything and it is the trial and error of what interests you like I have recently been suggested hypnosis by someone at work because she did it and she found it amazing and I was like oh that's interesting and then I was like oh how's that going to work with kinesiology oh do I want to do that now am I doing it because it's a limited time and she only does sessions now and she might not be months until the next one I'm like oh I'll just wait until the next time but it was like the, the allowing other things to come in and out of your of your fear like that might help your process like you know mm. like I think if I had more bigger sort of maybe um if something massive had happened maybe later on that I hadn't already talked about with talk therapy like maybe that would that would help and you know I did that sort of before I ever did the kinesiology so it's those sorts of things like just whatever comes in to your mm-hmm. as you start reading about it like you know there's there's things that sit well with you and you, you read like say on Instagram you know I follow a couple of different a double different kinesiology practitioners I've found through you or through other people and, and you the more you go down this journey the more you see this other side and in, in other areas and you know some of it might land some of it might feel icky if it feels icky walk away but that's yeah. me leading from my human design gut modality and and for me actually when I started doing the human design last year with Rachel it was the right time it was kind of like I'd gotten through 
a lot of stuff already mm-hmm. with the kinesiology. Mm-hmm. We're down to, you know, you and I are down to like a, the, 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 the little bits, the, the deep stuff. Some of the stuff we talk about, I'm not even trying to completely understand sometimes. <laughs> but... And, and we're probably doing six week six weekly sessions, two monthly. Yeah. So yeah, we've really lot, stretched lot, that yeah. out too. Yeah. Really stretched that out. And you know, it's something I'll probably continue to do for the you know, for a long time still, because I, I know there's still more I can learn and release and and change. And it's my one big connection to this in a very, you know, non like as you say, a very muggle world of of how I live my life you know, Monday to Friday. Mm. Um, and yeah, the, the, the human design structure though, like learning like how you're actually designed, that was just light bulb moment mm. after light bulb moment. Like the amount of logical circuitry I have in my body explains my career. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, oh, wow. Okay. And um, the other really fascinating point was I've never really had that maternal instinct to have kids. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I actually have none of those connecting pathways and I was like oh yeah look at that and I, I was talking to Sarah about that and she's like yeah some people don't have that doesn't mean you wouldn't have had kids but it means you never had that drive like that that mm. that need I'm like but that just made sense because I always felt slightly weird for not being clucky for kids because yeah. I'm clucky because like I will mother the hell out of my friends, you know, that yes. people pleasing, mothering, I'll do that, mm-hmm. you know, I'll do all of that com- so much. <laughs> That's that cancerian in you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally yeah. relate. Yeah, but, you know, but seeing those different pieces with the with the human design is really, really interesting. I actually need to, I actually want to go back and reread the, rewatch the videos that, Rachel did for me when I did the um, a tune course of hers because it's been a while. I think I need a bit of a refresher, but yeah, yeah it was it was the right time and the right place because I found out about Rachel when I was at home. You mentioned Rachel, mm-hmm. and then I think someone else also mentioned Rachel, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, and I I just let it sit, and then you know started following her on Instagram, and then it was like, oh, okay, it's time to do this. Yeah, so I'm learning not to always have to do right away yes Uh, yes and because you've brought up two really good points there one that um and and rachel james said something similar in the last podcast like that they're being open to different modalities and you know it's cool that that working with me in kinesiology can be that scaffold that's constant and regulated uh but being open to anything else that that lands but then having that discernment when something does flow in, whether it's the hypnotherapy or the human design to really feel into, is this supporting me? Is this, you know, benefiting, you know, you do your morning pages. And I think it's really cool that you open to the different possibilities of what growth and what support looks like. I think that's really cool. And Mm. the human design stuff with Rachel, because Rachel and I work together. So when Rachel works with a client of mine, she gives me a summary of, of the main <laughs> points and then I get to bring that into kinesiology sessions. So it's like yeah. this HD times kinesiology. So after you did the beautiful work with Rachel, we were able to integrate some of the main key points from a design perspective and really um, like go in depth into those, which was really positive too. So it's cool working with human design via Rachel. Um, her yeah. and I worked together with that and you, you experienced that, which was great. It was um, interesting too especially the areas where I was sitting in the, like, what's, what does she call it? The, like, not, not in tune, like. The, yeah, the, cha- the, the challenge. Oh, yeah, I know there's a name. And I always forget that name, the negative yeah, versus the like, positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, especially in the area. She'll be screaming. She'll be listening to this screaming going, it's called this. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why you're the, <laughs> but, that's why you're the guru. But, like, so yeah, sitting in that slightly negative. Yeah. Uh, expression of those either that chakra or that path and it's like being able to then see that and then go oh okay and then yeah we did we worked on a few bits cleared a few more bits and mm. yeah, yeah. it's a cool journey um I also laugh at your your line that you've you've shared with me here that um you're frustrated that you cannot mandate kinesiology for everyone <laughs> <laughs> So Pauline is pro-kinesiology. She'd vote it in if she could mandate it. <laughs> yeah. 
I've loved this chat. Before we get to that final question that I ask every guest, is there any other tips, um, shares that would benefit our listeners in their process um, that you want to offer? Everyone's journey is different. None of us would do it the same. Like I've got a really good friend that's done kinesiology for the, you know, along the side with me um, and our journeys are completely different. We're completely yes. different and that's okay. And as long as you feel it's moving you into the direction of you want it to be, patience, time, and just allowing, allowing mm -hmm. it all. Um, and there is yeah. no singular. Sorry? For anyone. There's no singular right. Yeah. There's, there's no, yeah. But it's important. It's important to, if you have the calling to do something like this, it's important to do it. You know, you're, you're changing. Like I can see how I change the way I interact with people these days and how I can show up for people. And when I show up, I'm showing up, like I'm present and that's beautiful because the other person gets to see, feel seen and be seen. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. What would yeah, if you, if you go back to that, Pauline that rocked into the studio in November 2019 what would have you what would you tell her that you know now know what what advice would have you given that November 2019 Pauline that walked in my door what advice would you give her I wish she could have seen that she was worthy of love at that point in time mm -hmm. I was at my thinnest I was lifting well, like everything was going good and I still wasn't happy. Not truly happy. I thought I was happy. I do you have happy. that do you have that love for self now? Much more. Yeah. Much, much more. It's mm -hmm. it's I think there's one or two things kinks we still need to work out, Sarah. I think there's a few little bits that <laughs> still need to, to be unshoveled at the moment. There's something else still there. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. it's so much more. Like I prioritize my sleep my fitness my food like all that scaffolding that external scaffolding I'm definitely prioritizing a lot more and not because you value that. yourself yes I value myself now mm. yeah bloody amazing all right here's the big final question what part of you did you once disown that you now embrace me myself my <laughs> who I am the 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 fact I am not perfect, I'm perfectly imperfect, you know, it's the I'm worthy of love, I'm worthy of respect. I had no, I, I didn't value myself at all before. What did you do with her? Did you kind of like shove her off into the corner and create someone? Is that what you mean by disowning you? Yeah, like I, I, I molded myself to whatever situation I was in, like, mm. You know, if I had to be the bubbly Labrador puppy of excitement and always happy, I was like, I would just shove everything else down and it would eventually erupt in some inappropriate situation. And then I'd be forever apologizing again. Um, mm. Yeah, I, didn't, I just didn't know who I was. It's amazing how most of us do that, but yet some of us are lucky enough to come out of it and recognize it. Um, mm. and, and the fact that you can really, really be okay with yourself and love yourself and value yourself now, it's pretty incredible. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's been such a gift. I'm so grateful to to having the time to be able to do this. And as you, as you said, like, there was a real commitment, but just, yeah, my gratitude for all of it is amazing you know, and just trying to remember that I did the best I could in the past, but yes, forgiveness. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. The softening to be able to look back with so much love and compassion for being, for doing the best you can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do want to acknowledge that in you, Pauline, yes, you've been committed, you've shown up. Um, there's been a fire in you to want to come home to being okay with self and valuing self and it's just been such a privilege and pleasure to hold you and witness you in that you know kinesiology always meets you where you're at and it's been so effortless <laughs> maybe yeah. didn't feel like that from you but <laughs> it's been so easy to meet you because of your willingness both 
energetic willingness and like human willingness and, and that there, there can be sometimes a mismatch there for clients. So, um, and, and neither, none of it's right or wrong. It always just is what it is. But um, I've really enjoyed doing the work with you and meeting you where you're at because you've, you've just shown up with so much um, commitment, curiosity, interest, drive. It has not been easy and you've shown up with so much honesty. And anyway, I want to thank you for, for that. Uh, but also showing up today and sharing your journey because I'm sure a lot of people will benefit from your reflections and, and they'll see that in themselves. So thank you. You're more than welcome. And I also want to say thank you to you because it's been it's been great working with you because you've also been very good at, you know, boundaries when I've like either overstepped or overthought or gone a bit too much into something. You've been very good at like pushing back where it's been appropriate but also you know acknowledging me for who I am and mm. being seen by you at whatever point it is and you know it's it's been just a magical thing that's been just for me like you know it's, yeah, I did yeah. for me it just was, for you gosh that's a yeah. such a gift yeah I love that and that, and that that's a take-home message for everyone listening do the work on yourself for you. That's mm. massive. That is a massive note to end on. Yeah. But also that point that, yes, I have too much respect for clients' truth and souls to enable them in any way. So those boundaries will be there. And um, that's a pure respect for, for the person. Um, yeah. But, yes, give the gift to yourself of doing this work for you. That's powerful. And then you start to see the impact. You start to see the impact on all the muggles in your life. Even if they don't realize that you do because because you have your boundaries and self-love it it does it does still radiate it still does change people around you slightly Um, yes you need yes you're the undercover angel in the muggle world you are having an impact (laughs) and we need people like you to infiltrate (laughs) I mean like it's hard it's so hard because it would be lonely in some way, shape, for your en- form, for your energy to kind of be doing that, but so needed to infiltrate that energy um, just by yeah. being you, Pauline. So, yeah, that's so true. Because someone sometimes when someone goes, oh, you know, have you done counselling? Well, yeah, I do some, I do some, you know, therapy and stuff, and I kind <laughs> of just like brush it off as this like little tiny, like yeah, I'm doing some stuff. And because sometimes it's also just not worth. It's knowing when to pick those conversations now as well. Mm. Yeah, like if someone really interested then you might say something but yeah well we could chat for a long time but I've loved um reflecting on the journey together and um yeah I'll send you off into your day and uh, look forward to talking again soon thanks for being here thanks for being here everyone see you next time thank you bye Mm -hmm.